0: say well I say irony is the face of God and I say that a lot if you can hear well there's some couple fighting outside my window and that was unplanned as in like I didn't expect that when I started recording, and I do live in the ghetto, and I do not have a sound room, but I figure it's more raw of an experience for the listener, but it is ironic, because I was going to talk about, so it's perfect timing, relationships, and the aspects of the heart what are the dynamics that cause us to be in turmoil to blame to fear or to take revenge well there's many reasons but they're more so excuses the aspects are not as many as you may think the entire thing is very simple And to know the simplicity of it is to be able to see a depth within others and yourself that you may not have been able to see before. It's actually the entire reason why I call myself a mystic. They say the difference between a psychic and a mystic is that a psychic can read your mind or see something in a place that is somewhere else through time. But a mystic can sit under a tree and see a leaf fall and by the leaf falling know what the thoughts were of the man who walked under that tree the week before there's a very key difference here very key difference now whether you would say one is more accurate than the other that's up to interpretation such as consciousness but i would say it's very much lost In context. Either way, but mostly for the mystic. And there's a reason for that. Because psychic is of the mind. Mystic is of the heart. You're listening to Sass. Starseeds. Angels. Savant Syndrome. I'm the Mystic Man. Thank you for listening.
1: Uh, Romantic love. Beautiful and intoxicating, heartbreaking and soul crushing, often all at the same time. Why do we choose to put ourselves through its emotional rigor? Does love make our lives meaningful? Or is it an escape from our
2: loneliness and suffering? Is love a disguise for our sexual desire?
0: to the sassiest show on the air. And it is also in the air. It's in the water. It's in the dirt. Probably not that far, though. And it's in you. That's right. Because EMF travels at the speed of light, and it goes through us all. Just so you know, if you didn't know and you want to know more, listen to the last prior episode. It gets pretty deep. So the question becomes... Where was I? Oh, who cares? Let's just jump right into it. Had to pause for a second and... Send off some final goodbyes for the night. So the topic was relationships, love, romance, and heartbreak, and all of the dynamics. And it really simplifies, really it comes down to denial. I want to make a deal with you. Okay? If I tell you something in this show that you did not know before and you find that you cannot logically debate to to find fault to or falsehood, please share my show. Help me get out there. And if you can, please message me. There is a link in the description. Send me an audio message. The description of the show. What's love? I like to say the love is already there. Unconditional love. It's already there. It exists. Prior the thought. Prior to the need for the thought. Just like a mother and a newborn. And they look at each other for the first time and there's love. You might say that it's biochemical. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's obtuse. It's not scientific method. You see, scientific method means looking at all the data. unbiased research we have historical evidence after historical document after historical statement after historical review of all kinds of spiritual events happening to people oh I don't know if you could hear that somebody's coughing outside yeah you know That's the thing about uh, this pandemic. Well, it turns out that radio waves at 60 Hertz has a strange reaction to oxygen molecules, which causes them to break apart. (laughs) Making it hard for your lungs to breathe. Of course, not saying that that's what it is, but, you know, the Schumann Resonance has been rising in the planet. Meanwhile, we've got all these 5G things going on. Yeah. There was an interesting book, just to speak on really quickly. It's called The Invisible Rainbow. Let me just mention it before... We go on. There it is. By Arthur, Arthur something. He's a he a scientist or a doctor or something. This is, yeah, The Invisible Rainbow: History of Electricity and Life by Arthur Fritzenberg. Fitzbur- Fritzenberg, right? F i r s t e n b e rg let's see really quick uh, about the author arthur fritzenberg is a scientist and journalist who is at the forefront of a global movement to tear down the taboo surrounding the subject after graduating phi beta kappa from cornell university with a degree in mathematics he attended the university of california irvine school of medicine from 1978 to 1982 injury by x-ray overdose cut short his medical career for the past 37 years, he has been a researcher, consultant, and lecturer on the health and environmental effects of electromagnetic radiation. Read the book. Again, it's called The Invisible Rainbow, A History of Electricity and Life by Arthur Fritzenberg. And it's free online, PDF. Just Google it. Uh, I'll, I'll probably leave a link for you too. In the description, if I can remember, this might be a long one. I am a Libra after all, and this episode is themed around relationships. But I want to round it about to explain how it has to do with mysticism. This is going to be a tough one. Now I'm going to say things that, I mean, I've just experienced too much in um, the effect you may forget you may find cognitive dissonance as a emotion as a mental stir that you can grasp and, and kind of hold the words to but then soon enough it's it's hard to uh, remember what it was even about that's the effects of denial and uh, that's how you know you're in denial too it's a great way to be able to catch it in yourself and um try to discover what it is and then you, you know, ascend in awareness in that aspect if you can catch it and find it. But it's not too hard, yet it, I guess it does matter on the person and the aspect, but generally it all has to do with love. Authenticity, met noske in Latin, meaning know thyself. You can also say it in Latin as NOSCE tiepsum. Same thing. See, in knowing yourself, you move from the heart. You act from the heart. Actually, it could be said that we always act from the heart. It was uh, David Hume who said one of my favorite quotes about that. Um, I don't have it up in front of me, so I'll just have to loosely state that David Hume says it basically as that reason like reasoning reason is and ought only to be slave to the passions. Sounds very, very weird to say, right? But it's true if you look at it. You see, we don't Do things simply just because it's logical. We don't we really don't care. You know, a thing might make perfect sense to do. But if there's no passion behind it, if there's no drive from the heart, if there's no will from the heart, then it's not done. Nobody cares. You know, a thing could be logical, such as um, you know, everybody signing up for a petition, right? And the petition may be good, it might be easy to do. It might be something that would benefit the whole. But if it's not having to do with an aspect that touches the lives of those people in a way that they understand that it does, in a way that they know the aspect very well because it hurt them or it moved them in some way, then they're not going to care. It's a tough one to say, and I'm saying it here because I'm going to have to say it to a friend soon. And, um, you know, I, I figure it's, it's, it's moral responsibility, really, when you tell your friends the things that are hard to tell them, you know, but if it has to do with them, and it has to do with, um, struggles that they might be having, you know, and, um, apparently seeming, at least. To be blocking them from what they want to attain, then of course it would be our responsibility as friends, at least, you know, for going to be authentic in the friendship. Then we have that obligation. It's sort of, you know, just it's just what you would do if you cared, right? I believe. And it really comes down to that. The care. How much do you care? What do you care of more? What are the values that are outweighing? And what are the lies that we tell ourselves that are true but aren't true? Yet outweighed, I mean, yet outweighing to something else that we really should be valuing more. That could go in many directions, and it does, such as the Zodiac Wheel. All signs have a value, a value system, and things that they value. Yet, on the opposite end, there's another side to things that each sign is specifically in denial of. It doesn't matter if it's a... even used as a chart against the stars, you could just use it as a chart on your table, drawing lines, and you could see clearly that the aspects of emotion now are specific, very specific, and have been charted, and that's what every astrologer uses, well, real astrologers at least. Earlier, I had a friend come over, randomly. I didn't even expect it. You know, she knocked and um, she was having trouble with her relationship. Now, I don't, I'm not gonna say who it is or was and none of you guys know me personally anyways, I'm sure. So, I'm not, this isn't, you know, talking bad or anything. It's just telling my story that I experienced, and, um, you know, she was having relationship problems, so I explained things the best I could, and I was surprised, because as I cared, and as I just talked, it naturally flowed. I didn't think about it, it just happened, and I said a lot of things that i was surprised i said because i didn't know but they did make sense after i said it and i realized that wisdom doesn't come from knowledge at all see knowledge can be learned from a book knowledge is things like data data entry you can memorize a bunch of cards you know memory cards that uh You flip over to see the answer to, right? And you can keep doing that all you want. And you will remember stuff. But only on a two-dimensional scale. When it comes to application, it needs to be emotional. It needs to be something you can empathize with. Something that you can connect empathic resolve to. And when you can do that, in emotional wisdom and emotional awareness you grow it helps if you've been through a lot of suffering in life sadly it's true the more you suffer the more it shows you really care right yeah 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 it's the offspring if you did not know
1: It's What's happening right now inside everybody is they're going, who am I? What do you feel when you say the word I, I myself?
2: That today I'm not what I think I am, I'm not what you think I am, I am what I think you think I am. So we live in this perception of a perception of ourselves. Hence, my identity is made by what my parents think I should be. My identity is made up by what my college or university thinks I should achieve.
1: I don't think there can be any more fascinating preoccupation than that, because it's so mysterious. It's so elusive. And at a certain point, I, I realized, Hey, wait a second, you know, if it's so easy to lose Jim Carrey, who the hell is Jim Carrey? At some point when you create yourself to make it, uh, you're going to have to either let that creation go and, and take a chance on being loved or hated for who you really are. Or are you are going to have to kill who you really are and fall into your grave grasping onto a character that you never were?
0: I want you to find your own walk right now. Your own way of striding, pacing, any direction,
1: anything you want. Robert Frost said, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference. And that's why there's always an element of profound mystery in the problem of who we are. Because what you are in your inmost being escapes your examination in rather the same way that you can't look directly into your own eyes without using a mirror. You can't bite your own teeth you can't taste your own tongue, and you can't touch the tip of this finger with the tip of this finger. Isn't it, doesn't it really astonish you that you are this fantastically complex thing, and that you're doing all of this and you never had any education in how to do it? You know, and then at some point in your life, you have to, you have to go, I don't care what it looks like. I have found the hole in the psych, and I'm going through, And, and I'm gonna face the abyss of not knowing whether that's gonna be okay with everybody or not. I believe that if we are honest with ourselves, that the most fascinating problem in the world is who am I? What do you think you are? We speak of coming into this world. We didn't. We came out of it. You and I are all as much continuous with the physical universe as a wave is continuous with the ocean. The ocean waves and the universe peoples.
0: Basically, when you're really firing and it really works, it's like musicians have said it, or writers say it, it's just, you're just channeling. That's why you say that divine inspiration just passes, you're just letting it through you. tools that I found online gives us the way for you to communicate with us verbally and it's not calling but it's kind of like that yeah that's right you can leave messages that we can put on the show just by clicking a link and then clicking a button of course But, if you want to say anything to us, or give a shout out, please do. If you have uh, questions, perhaps on one of our episodes, I'll leave a link from now on. So that way you could verbally communicate to us, and be put on the show if you want. You know, you don't have to. If you're going to leave a voice recording, I'm going to assume that that it's to be on the show, mind you. If you don't want it to be on the show, then there's a phone number in the description for the show. Please call. But other than that, if you want to be on the show, and you want to be on air, please do click the link. Send us a voice a message. And we shall communicate over the air. Yes. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Was counseling a friend as in literally because I am a spiritual counselor legally that is my title and only because I have the passion for it and wanted to do that and aim to do that that's why I have that and am that naturally and uh, in calming her down I saw that she of course hurts because she loves him her partner and that he of course hurt because he loves her and yet it's exactly that the thing that is specifically evident and obvious and unmistakable and clear to each party love which was being debated and denied inside the minds of both and to both ends. And isn't this how it works with each of us? We seek a reason to believe they don't love us. We seek a reason to harbor thoughts that they don't care. And in our pain, an echoing voice emerges. Not a true voice, but one we do make true to us, as though we need it to be true to us. By chosen inner dialogue, And we suffer it purposefully in our commitment to it, but yet without purpose in our sense of better judgment for self-care, without purpose in our truth from the heart or towards the truth from the heart, but actually in denial of that truth from the heart, making it self-denial. The fact is, we love. As humans, we love plain and simple fact we love there would not be a a person would do nothing at all if it was not for the passions of their heart as I said earlier David Hume put very clearly how with reason alone with our reasoning logic alone we would not take action. And we don't take action based off of reason or logic alone at all. Only from emotion do we take action. Do we do or aim towards anything? And so we love, and yet deny it. It's easy, it's simple. It's true. We love. And yet we come up with an infinite amount of reasoning to ourselves to deny its truth towards this for us, that we deserve it. It's not about the word deserve. The word deserve nowadays, it comes with the kind of flavor of like, Oh, you know, um, wrongfully claiming, but that's not really true to the meaning of it. Maybe a better way to put it would be, the nature that we are naturally loved. I believe the denial of it is the ultimate mistake, spiritually speaking. It may even be the first mistake from the level of the spirit. Lots of times we tend to think and believe that the level of our spirit is perfect and pure and innocent, and that might be true in the eyes of God. But what about in the eyes of our spirit to itself? It is a part, isn't it? Aren't we here? There's levels, so it seems. Levels of denial we have of our love, of, to, of, of being loved. Lots of times we tend to think and believe that the level of our spirit is perfect. But Rudolf Steiner in explaining the ranks of the angels and the uh, spiritual realm beings, you could see clearly perfect is something that only the eye of God can see And see. But as we attune ourselves to that sight, to seeing and loving unconditionally, we then tune ourselves to the higher awareness. Look, look at how we deny it. Just look at how we accuse others of being deceptive. Look at our paranoia over the ones we love. Is it so hard for us to believe that they are authentic? Is it so hard to believe that they love us or that they see us as attractive? Is it that hard to believe? In fact, in that case, since we put it that way, wouldn't we rather think to ourselves, of course they are sincere. Why would they lie? I have no reason to doubt them. And it would be much healthier for the relationship and the relationships we have with the people around us in our lives. But we only find it more true to ourselves that they are lying or have ill intent. When we ourselves feel that we deserve to be lied to, or are lying ourselves, having already a constant self-blame ingrained in ourselves that we we seek to fulfill, and this is generally known. You know, I know many. Uh, um, <coughs> excuse me, radiation. I know many of these themes are talked about in parts already, but. As we put it all together, we find that in general, as a whole of humanity, we can see... Who can say that they they know who is without this aspect, right? I mean, I can claim I'm without it in many ways, sure, but still have to, of course. Admit, I do have it still in many other ways. As there are different faculties and aspects when it comes to this theme. But the only cases in which I find I'm free of this mode of projection and denial of true self-love, and I I highlight that, the word true, right there. True self-love. It's through the shames of my guilts and sins and having faced those shames and experienced them and admitted them, it's only in those and where I looked to see myself through another's eyes, through empathy, and I accepted and listened and valued their emotions, which gave me depth, depth of perspective, which gives me a higher awareness. Instead of just deflecting them or shunning them like I sometimes did, and we tend to do, don't we all? I don't self-pity here because well, let's face it, you know undoubtedly you do too. You know we, we deflect, so there's no reason to really judge or blame others or ourselves, but to look at it and see with responsibility and nod and acceptance. That's what it is. But when it comes to blaming and being blamed, we should always listen always. In fact, if we claim to care about another, or feel to ourselves that we deserve to be cared about, then we better practice listening, especially when another is upset. Because the more we value another's emotions and yet stand up for our own at the same time, while having them value ours, as in, they were willing enough and graceful enough And we were blessed enough to receive that, the more the partnership's individuals would come to ease themselves into their deeper and delicate emotions, emotions of the true self that we only claim is subconscious because we are ashamed to look and see and feel. But the most precious thing in this entirely is vulnerability. So don't ever betray another's vulnerability. Doesn't that suck? That's, that's totally rhetorical. It sucks. I hate it. And, you know, you know, um, you do too. Don't, you know, don't don't shun yourself or gaslight yourself or uh, undermine yourself and your emotions. Emotions are right to have. They're important to have. And they're important to chart. That's how you know yourself. That's how you can know others without judging them. You realize that the judgment of seeing yourself above another, or better than another. If not in the act, if not by the act that they do something specifically in the act, judging the act alone, not the person or the individual. Well, it's hypocrisy, if not that. We can judge actions, because nobility and character are based on that. And they're important, too important to aim the only people that deny aim are the people that do the evil that do the messed up things that refuse to hold the same level of compassion that is truly already there in the heart really but just deny it narcissists basically you know, the true word of it You know, people, uh, you gotta understand, really, like, it's, it's, it's really horrible out there looking at, like, the way people are to each other and it's horrible, like, a victim comes up and they're victims and then they get attacked, like, you see see this in in every sense, not just in a sense of uh, rape victims. But you see it in the same sense in association when you look at the psychology of it to when a person is um, under ritualistic abuse, narcissistic abuse. That person comes out, you know, very angry, generally, right? And the narcissist smugly, you know, stands to the side, unemotional about it, uh, whispering in the ears of other people to gather up flying monkeys and all because the other person was hurt and showed that they were hurt and wanted to not be hurt and wanted to be heard and seen for who they were it's horrible and it's not excusable it's not excusable to just because i'm saying that that happens does not give you the excuse to do that to, to to be that to them They're, that's, it's horrible it's horrible and there are people that are better than that that don't do that so try to aim try to match that that nobility and character that already exists everybody has fault sure that's no excuse to do it too Hypocrisy does not nullify a point. These things are valid and we have virtues for a reason. So we don't end up all killing each other. I mean if if, if that's a, a ideology, then it's hypocritical unless that person aims it on theirself, right? You know So why not just be more authentic in that sense? And like if if you cannot live in peace. As in, at least aim, if you will not at least aim, or choose to aim, why not just aim it to yourself first? It's more authentic, right? That's where it comes from. You'll heal that part before anything. But the most important thing that we could give and offer is vulnerability. And that doesn't mean it has to be perfect. Doesn't to some people that's what they want. Oh, it wasn't vulnerable enough. Oh, they weren't completely open enough because oh, they could still see that oh, the person was shaky or the person you know flinched a bit because they were scared. Stop being you know open up to it, allow the person. Damn, I mean, shoot, you know, there's been many times I've been that person. I always, uh, you know, so when I see it happening around me and other people do it. To me or for right, and bestow that very valuable thing in you know, humanity vulnerability I never take the opportunity over them never ever, never do that ever don't ever do that you don't ever put your heel on somebody's neck because they're bowing to you that's horrible that's ridiculous yet so many people have done that to me and screw them that they're not excused they're not allowed. Like that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe one day I will talk about. It. I don't like talking crap about specific people, and telling others, "Oh, this person did this and that to me," you know, or that. You know, not to say that it's not valid at some points, like things like rape. Definitely, fucking speak up about that. Always, 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 always. It must be known in those sen- senses that it's not acceptable. To at any in any means it's not but you know the you know people talking crap about one another like that that that's less of a thing to be able to even know exists to control or to try or fucking you know even have an opinion about other than to the effects of which it's abusive You know, or to the effects of which it becomes uh, targeting an individual by a group, uh, a gang-stalking group, you know. That's, that's uh, you know, besides that, it's just high school drama, and we can't really stop that, can we? But I don't talk shit about, you know, an individual without them knowing, unless it's to their face, you know. Other than that, maybe I'll be big about it. (laughs) I'll say in general and generalize things publicly, oh the people that do this are this. And you know what? Hey, you know what? Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Look 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 to it. You need know, to point it out to me. I'll accept I'm wrong. If I see that, you know, you're right and I'm wrong in that and I'm you know I'll apologize, of course. But these things are kind of important. I mean I don't know. I see a lot of times, especially in like, uh, the spiritually minded, uh, bigger, larger groups. It's like the judgments are all had, (laughs) but they're denied. It's like ridiculous. It's just fucking ridiculous. Like, I think I wouldn't mind so much if it was, um, rightful judgments, you know? but it's not people judge each other over entirely ridiculous yet makes no sense. There's no aim towards any noble actions, nobility, uh, responsibility, which there should be regardless if anybody's freaking watching or anything. Always, 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 always aim. Shit. <laughs> There's no excuse. Cause I mean, like you're, you're just, giving excuses to yourself when you're the one judging yourself, you might as well just not do the thing that you you feel ashamed of, right? If you're going to feel ashamed over something, don't do the action. It's simple as that. You know? And like, you know, sure, it's possible to like do actions and like um, later on discover that it was wrong and then feel ashamed and that's perfectly fine and natural in those cases it's important that others communicate to that person so that person can know that it's very important because we have modems of denial as mentioned and all of it is a huge spiraling cycle of the psyche away from the true self Shame and humbling yourself is the way to go. So don't ever take an opportunity out of somebody being vulnerable. Don't. Don't. Especially in relationships. Jesus, have some integrity. If you're going to be with somebody, that's your responsibility to uphold integrity of your actions and your judgments and your way to treat them. Now, I've failed that enough times to know, and I've been ashamed of that enough times to know. Now, I hold a much stronger, much more secure understanding and knowledge. Not only my boundaries, but my generosity of interpretation. And that's a huge thing. Elaine de Botton talks about that. He explains that love is the generosity of interpretation. It's huge. We always uh, like to think to ourselves that we know what another person's intentions are. Oh, they meant this, or oh, they, you know, they said this because of that. And we all—it's always bad, like horrible against ourselves, right? You know, it's got to be the worst thing against ourselves. And it's not even true. Of course it's not true, especially if they argue back angrily. Think about it. Think about it. First off, A, we should never gamble with punishing the innocent. B, we should never want to gamble with punishing the innocent. C, we should never punish the innocent. Ever, 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 ever. That is the most horrible thing. That we should, if we do, we should feel totally ashamed of. And we should blame ourselves for and feel guilty for, of course. We should. Only in uh, the denial of it does a person do narcissistic things and allow for that in themselves. Only in the denial of the shame does the person not empathize. So if they're angry, of course, like, Look at it and look at yourself. If a person's angry, arguing back, listen to them. Don't ignore and shun or, you know, fucking be immature in that because that's just because they're mad or angry does not mean that they have to do anything in order to be heard. That's your responsibility to listen. Think about it. As that, if you can look back to remember every angry, arguing fight you had in a relationship where an accusi- accusation was made on you, think about it. Somebody blamed you, either accusing you of an action done, the intention, or the type of character you have, and you got mad? Think about it. You got mad. I bet you were innocent, weren't you? I bet that's why you got mad, wasn't it? Because you were innocent, right? And in fact, I. I would gamble that every single time that happened, that you were innocent. Think about that. Huh. In fact, isn't it much more safer to bet, if you were to gamble, to bet on another's innocence, especially if they're angry about being accused? I mean, if they truly didn't care about you, and if they truly didn't care about their actions, and they truly were guilty of it, and you accused them of it, and they weren't ashamed, and yet not mad, then they would be proud of it. They would be smug about it, right? I've never met a person who got angry over being accused of something that they actually were, and knew that they were, and hadn't and seen them deny it angrily. Think about it that they would be insulting themselves by voicing against it. And that would hurt more than more to them than another claiming it on them. It's it's uh it's ridiculous. Trust a person's emotions. Words can lie, reactions can lie, but a person's emotions cannot lie. Unless by unwitting accident, you know, they uh they would have to believe a lie is true and in that point this would mean they're innocent from the level of intent, and the only one with guilty intent at that point would be the one pointing the finger. So you gotta think about it, right? And you know it becomes a huge, huge, you know, uh, denial thing. Oh, you know, don't you just hate that when like people, uh, yeah, you know, somebody hurts you or does something horrible, and then. You get angry and then, of course, naturally, which is the natural human emotion and should be done because to bottle that or to deny it would only become a toxic within your psyche, hurting others and yourself. Emotions are meant to flow. They are water. This is how you transmute something. Now, of course, there's proper ways to transmute, but going on. In that like well huh? you get the picture i don't want to ramble on too much about this stuff i hope um i hope this was good gold for you now some of the things you might deny i mean that's fine i, it, I could be wrong i could be wrong of course please do let me know if i am i am not uh or should I say? I'm not egotistical over my ideologies, as because that they're not really mine, right? I learn from being taught, and from reading, and from knowing what I know from um, experience. But the only reason that I have obtained this amount of of emotional wisdom and and you know knowledge in general is because I allowed myself to be wrong and looked to see if I'm wrong, humbly. If I didn't, I wouldn't be too smart, would I? (laughs) You know? The smartest thing to do is to not really worry about, um, about somebody proving you wrong, because you could be wrong. Look to see. It's unbiased. It's perfectly fine. Just don't attach yourself so much as your character Having to do with the um, thought, you know, the idea. It's a, it's a, it's it's an idea. It's it's a nothing really, you know. That doesn't mean that the egregore of it is like got to be like stapled to your being. <laughs> it's how we evolve. We evolve by encompassing all possible universe and all. Uh, All people's perspectives. That's how we can evolve humanity, really, to the next stage. Hopefully. And I think we're getting there. I think that the practicality of it is already set. Uh, But the emotions, the emotional level of people... Oh, there's a blockage. I don't know. I think we'll find it together, though. Thank you for listening. And merci beaucoup, mes amours, to all of my French listeners. I have no idea why. You guys are rocking it, like loving my show, huh? It's crazy. I looked at the analytics. Now, France is at 67% of my listeners. America has 20%. And everything else is less than that. You know, uh, you got um, uh, some in Canada, some in Mexico, um, some in, I think it was uh, Peru, or Venezuela. I don't know where all those places are. <laughs> really, um, a tiny, tiny bit in um, Australia. But majority of you guys are, are in France, huh? I don't know why. Like, um, I'm, I'm very honored. Merci. And please do catch me next time. Say hi. Give me a message. Shout out. There's a link in the show description. You can leave a message. Please do. Stay healthy Stay safe. Much love. You've been listening to Sass Starseeds Angels Savant Syndrome with your host, the Mystic Man Spiritual Counselor Sean Wom Kea Okaina and Capono O Humanity.